It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ on demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. Did you know that Elon Musk's failed $180 million rocket might be coming to St. Cloud very soon? Oh my God, what an attraction. Hang on for that a little bit later on in the podcast. Here we go. Bingo, how fun. Last week, someone lost an eye at bingo. Bingo. Bingo what bingo? Bingo. Bingo. I always consider this the biggest wild card portion of our show because Kat and I are now each going to go fishing. Fishing for somebody who's got a very specific story to tell. Like, maybe you're somebody listening who... Who has ever had a big fight with your neighbor. I always just believe in, you know, just go with the flow. These are people that live next to you. Don't make it awkward. Derek has, however, the opposite. But Mm -hmm. this guy in Pennsylvania arrested for killing... His neighbor over an argument, uh, and it has to do with snoring again. Police say on Sunday, Casey used a large military-style knife to stab Robert Wallace. Jesus. Casey reportedly told police he stabbed Wallace after Wallace broke his window. What? Investigators say in the past, the two also fought over snoring that could be heard through the walls. Oh, okay, so they were like apartment neighbors. In my head, I had like, how loud do you have to be yeah. snoring to your neighbor if, like, if you have you know, single-family homes? But if you're messing with someone's sleep, you're impeding on their good night's sleep with they your story. They might stab you with a Bowie knife. They might get upset. So you have had a huge fight with a neighbor. Uh, mine's going to be anyone listening who has a unique fake body part. Okay. Now, over the weekend, I had drinks at a birthday party with a guy who has his little finger. is oh. fake. Okay. He has a surgically implanted rubber, like silicone-y. This one? Little his finger. Little- yeah, his okay. little finger. Uh, was lost in a, a machinery accident, uh-huh. and he has a fake one. Mm. And I, I only noticed it because of the way he would put his hand in his pocket. He would take his left hand and pry open his pocket so he could get his right hand in there because he couldn't get the pinky finger in yeah. unless it was really wide and open. And I kind of noticed it, and then I, when I saw him grab his drink, his fit little finger didn't move. Like, he just grabbed it, and yeah. it st- I go, is there something wrong with your hand? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I got a fake pinky. <laughs> and he started showing it. It's like, You're real nice for well, I was just, I had to know. Obviously, there is. You don't have to say, is there something wrong with it? You know that there's an impediment. I didn't know if he was maybe very stylish and he was keeping a pinky up for a drink or something like that. Maybe he has something. <laughs> I, be a bong for the lady. I'm not big on matters. <laughs> All right. Do. So I get, to, <laughs> I get to know if you're somebody, and you got to call immediately. One of us gets the bingo. So I get the bingo if you're the first line we pick up and you've got some kind of fake body part. Cat's looking for anyone listening who. Who has ever gotten into a big fight with their neighbor. Uh, Amanda, wow. which one do you fit? You got that great extra body part or uh, you've had the real big out, uh, like all out war with a neighbor. Uh, all out war with a neighbor. Yes. All right, there it is. This all right. is about to get juicy. <laughs> wasn't because of their snor- snoring or anything, right? It was because something else. Absolutely not. More of uh, her being a drunk and uh, staying up till uh, early mornings, waking up my kids. Yep. Is this an apartment um, thing or a single house thing? Because I think most of these arise from people that have to share walls. So it's yeah, it's townhomes. So we only shared one wall with her, but um, it got so bad where she ended up being so drunk one day that she threw her hot ashes into our garage dumpster oh. and starts the whole thing on fire. Oh my god! And then you're like, "What's next?" Yeah. Maybe she falls asleep with a cigarette in her mouth, and our whole complex yeah, burns down. Yeah, because we've caught her out back so many times with cigarettes in her mouth, lighters in her hand. She'd be falling off her chair. I mean, oh it God. was horrible. What's and the size of your family nightmare. at this time? Like, how many kids do you have that are seeing this? 
Um, I I have two kids. Okay. Um, the youngest was uh, eight at the time. Um, my oldest was sixteen, but he had a voice, so he didn't mind telling her off at two in the morning to shut the. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, yeah. what's the resolve? Where are you at today with everything? Oh, she got kicked out for burning down the garage. Okay. So thank God. You yeah. think? That's <laughs> How was Cats Weekend? It was good. It was uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. There was enough relaxation that made some money. Spend time with Liam. Tried to get him to watch Cocaine Bear, and the kid is just not, he's not cool enough. So we watched Jungle Cruise with The Rock okay. and Emily Blunt. Which is very good, by the way. I don't think Rock, The Rock makes bad movies. Like, he's the same character, essentially, in every single movie, but it's good. He's like the Jennifer Lopez of those kind of movies. Oh. Uh, but other than that, did the uh, St. Cloud Craft Beer Tour. So, oh my God. They all start off just like the promise in their eyes. You know, like, oh, this is going to be a great day. We got it together. We got our DD that's going to be waiting for us. And by the time they leave... It's like they've never drank responsibly ever. <laughs> They're just like this one girl being drug out by her boyfriend because he's like, you got to go home. You got to go to bed. You have to go to bed. She's like, I'm not mad at you. I promise. And it was just, it was funny. So Trish and I had a birthday party for a friend at Iron Street Distillery on yeah. Saturday night. And that didn't start till seven. So Trish goes, hey, why don't we go down? Let's go downtown. We'll hit the speakeasy real quick. We'll have a drink. We'll make our way over there. Just kind of a chill night. And we ran into some of our people. Yeah. Uh, the people that we work with <laughs> uh-huh. at uh, after the beer tour. Yeah. That was quite a situation. Why? It was just it, when you're dead sober and you walk in and you're around people that have been drinking for five hours. Right. There's not a merge lane there. You know what I mean? Like it is an abrupt yeah. stop and go situation. You knew so. they were drunk because they were excited to see you or what? Uh, no. There was, well, <laughs> What's trending? What's you know, it really does get me when I hear someone say supposedly um, or across, you know, across the way. It's across the way. But this woman going above and beyond to give people that hot feeling. She's a TikToker from Australia. You'll hear it. Today I bought some broccoli and you pay for broccoli yep. per head, not per kilo. And I got this tiny little thing. And I usually get a massive big head of broccoli when I buy it myself. Oh, my God. Is you that ready just because it's a... Australian thing? I think she just thinks that other people are mispronouncing it. She's pronouncing it the right way, which is broccoli. Don't come at me with the broccoli. But what is the one word that just gets you? Especially. Especially. If you put an X in there, I want to throat punch you so hard and I resist. I don't do it to people mostly. Um, Do you want an extra shot of espresso? No, I don't. Oh, that was right. Espresso. Espresso. Yeah. Some people just don't know. Some people don't know. So if you have been mispronouncing that word, or is there one that is constantly mispronounced? What ambulance? Ambulance. Ambulance. What about Burgine? Burgine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one that gets you? Go ahead and text it because that is what's trending. Where do you guys keep your key? Uh, like I would tell you on the radio, it's on my key fob. I do not keep my key outside my your house key. My house key. We have a key panel to get into our garage. Yeah, same. We have a security system. Um, I cannot sleep at night. Like, Derek will be like, yeah, I check the doors, front door, <clears throat> garage door. And then I am laying there, and then I feel like maybe he lied, but he would never lie about something like that. He just does it. So then I'll get up and go check. Um, but I used to live in that day where my parents would just 
we'd go to bed and the doors would be open, like unlocked. Uh, key would be outside under the mat, the first place that people would check. Uh, but there is like this movement right now from this small town field group that wants to bring 50s style living back. This is where you leave your doors unlocked. This is where you help old ladies across the street. I like that second one. Uh, this is where you help thy neighbor no matter what. Sleeping with your windows open on the first floor. But I think that world is gone. Bad uh, you stuff can wish happened it, back in the day, but it didn't get on the internet the way it Wish it, it all you now. want. I don't think it's going to happen again. They really want it to. Uh, I love the sentiment. I love if we could live in that world, but we cannot. Do you Have you ever kept a We don't key keep outside? a key anywhere. I mean, uh, I think I'm the only one that has a house key, but we have, it's the same thing. Garage door opener and the service door to the garage door is always unlocked. What about growing up? Growing up? <laughs> Not a chance. Actually, when my parents built, they built a house when I was 14, and you'd walk in the garage door, yeah. and off to the left was a nail where the house key hang on it, hung on it. Okay. So, I mean, if you were any kind of a... My dad always had a theory. He said locks only keep the honest crooks out. Yeah. If they really want in, they're going to get in, and that's the the bottom line. Uh, Cheyenne, you guys keep a key anywhere outside? Um, I wish. Why? <laughs> For instances like this, um, I forgot my... Because one of my key fobs has uh, one of the house keys on it, and I actually hung it up where my work van keys would go, mm-hmm. and thinking that they were the work keys, but no, they were my keys, and now I am on my way home. I mean, I'm glad I have a an extra key fob, but I'm on my way home, and I'm like, I'm going to have to break into my house and look like a criminal because I didn't put a key outside. <laughs> how, how are you going to get in? Do you have like a, a, a level room or a basement uh, window that you can crawl in or what? I'm going to have to grab a step stool and try and climb through a window. <laughs> you have a window that's open? All of our windows um, are I'm hoping. Open. All right. Well. What are you going to do if you can't get in one of those windows? I mean, do you have to call a locksmith then or what? What's that? Do you have to call a locksmith if you can't wiggle one of those windows open? Um, I, I might have to because my kids are on their way home too as well. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I hope this goes well. Obviously, you should uh, be concentrating on that and not calling us, but I'm glad you did. I feel like the rest of the day well, will get better. Well, I'm on my way better. home, so. All right. Well, good luck with that. Let us know how it goes, okay? I appreciate it. Have Take care. Right, you too, bye. <laughs> I feel like we should be helping her, but I don't know what to do. I can't. We can't help her. I'm not a master criminal here. She'll uh, figure it out. Michelle, you guys got a key? You know, we live in a pretty rural town. There's not uh, that much going on here. We know our neighbors. It feels pretty safe. We have this designated rack where we put the key. Yeah. Um, my husband keeps taking the key into the garage because he is concerned about security issues. But I just really don't see a problem, you know? I feel like it's, it's pretty chill to just keep the key under the rock. Yeah, but did you guys ever do anything like this where you hid it under a rock? No, just under our front uh, door mat. My best friend in college, I went to his place. His parents were, by the way, like multi-millionaires, yeah. right? They lived three doors down from Walter Payton in a completely gated community. Wow. Uh, just outside of Chicago. But this blew my mind. We roll up. Spring break. We're going to spend part of it at his place. Then we're going to go on vacation. This is These are the biggest houses I've ever been around. I'd never been in a house that big in my life. We walk up. I go, is there anyone here? He's like, no, my mom and dad are both at work. They had a little frog <laughs> On the front of their, uh, like, the front steps. Yeah. And the, the shell came off the frog, and that's where the key was. Oh, my God. And it looked so out of place. Thinking about that as an adult, like, when you're 18 or 19. Yeah. Oh, cool. Let's get in. But wh- now I'm thinking about this as an adult. 
It looked so out of place. Of course they had a key in there. If I was going to rob them, yeah. I would have found that key right away. A friend of mine just got a new front door with a key code. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty slick. Well, uh, at our cabin, because you randomly have people doing work or whatever, I've got one of those uh, lock boxes uh, like that realtors use oh. that is uh, screwed to the side of the cabin. So it's just got a little combination on it so that if you can give the code to anyone instead of uh, anyone or a verbal on it, that was the easy way to do instead of being there for them. Yeah. But I, I love the idea of just having a better world, but um, you can only do your part, right? If you can are, do your part, then maybe we'll get there a little bit, but we're we're far gone from the 50s key outside. Yeah, I, I don't think this is going to happen. I met a lovely gal and then she had her mom with her and they were both very drunk. And the mom works in the mental health field at the hospital. Okay. And she is so mad at you still from something you said 10 years ago regarding my crap bag that I had on. She was like, does he not know that you went through trauma? That this is a traumatic situation that you, you went remember through? remember what her name was? I don't. I don't. Well, it was all blur because she was in, doing this with her nails in my face. Oh. And I was like, I go, listen. She goes, I know that you laugh about it, but you shouldn't because you went through a lot of your body went through it. I said, yeah, but if I didn't laugh at a bag that stored poop on the outside of my body, I probably would have cried all day, every day. There were days that were rough. But if you don't laugh at situations, then it's just going to be worse. And I tried to tell her that, but she was like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> she kept telling me I was wrong. How you were supposed and to feel. You were wrong for talking to me like yeah. that because you weren't going through it. I was going through well, it. Well, I can tell you this lady. Let's call her like Wendy. Wendy. I've lost zero minutes sleep caring whether or not you <laughs> thought I was wrong or not. So let's get that on this table first. And the other thing is, yeah, you, you have to laugh about it. I'll always credit you for going through one of the roughest spells of anyone's life and just never feeling normal, but willing to laugh at it because you're right. What else are you going to do? I mean, you're going to crawl in a hole and just be in. I think what was probably good for you was having to do this job. Yeah. You had to walk in here and you had to be entertaining and you had to be yourself. Even if it was just for a couple hours a day, you were almost forced to not have any level of self-pity or however you want to describe it. Yeah. And it probably in the long run helped you out. Now, is it easy to tell somebody else, hey, don't be mad about something? Well, no, but you're not in that situation. So get the hell out. Uh, I do want to say she's a huge fan of our show, has listened forever. And that's great. Uh, and I appreciate that so much. But also, don't be mad for other people, you know. Yeah. Don't don't be mad for other people if somebody isn't upset because then what do you want me to do? You want me to be upset all the time? That's a long decade. That would be a long decade if I always felt sad about that whole thing. I'm good. Yeah, I have a real problem with other people telling other people how to feel. Yeah. Well, you should feel like this. Why, why should I? Because you would? And you're perfect? And like, I, I don't get that at all. She had my best interests in mind no, when she, she was upset. I get it. She was upset for me. But but why? Why do you get upset for someone else? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How about empathy? Could we just have that as one of the overwhelming feelings? Like, oh, I, I do feel bad that she's going through a really crappy part of her life. But I'd be here to help or support. I think if you were constantly saying stuff and I knew you didn't have any sympathy for me, like off air, then we would have had a problem. For the record, but I didn't joke about it till you did. Exactly. You know, like I wasn't the first one to be like, 
What are you lugging a bag of crap around? Like yeah. that wasn't it wasn't like that. So I can't believe that she's ten years mad about that. Ten years deep in this. Jesus. Doesn't like you. Yeah, l- listen, there's no reason I should be living upstairs rent free, lady. <laughs> like that's a bad spot. You don't want me as a neighbor. This is uh, Reese Witherspoon. Okay, so she was showing everybody this drink concoction that she made, and then of course the internet went crazy. Okay, so we got a ton of snow over the past few days. We decided to make a recipe. So first we scooped the snow into cups, okay. and we added salted caramel syrup, love it, and some chocolate syrup, just because we like how they taste together, and we put it on top. And then we decided to add some cold brew to have it. a yummy coffee flavor. Oh gosh, it's so good. <laughs> so you right. made a snow cone with coffee and chocolate? Made her smile. She liked it. It was tasty. But some of the viewers, of course, have to be buttholes and said, you know, drinking unfiltered snow, it can be so dangerous. Okay, talking about the snow not being filtered, <laughs> I didn't grow up drinking filtered water. We drank out of the tap water. We actually put our mouths on the tap. On the hose. And then sometimes, like in the summer, it was a hot. We drink out of the hose. Like yeah. we put our mouth on the hose. How do I mean? That's the danger of doing anything on the internet. You're gonna find some jackass that decides they want to pop in with some stupid comment. I don't know if there was a better taste of water to me. It's I the minerals. Loved it. It's the minerals that are stuck on the inside of your hose that have a delicious taste. I don't even care. You know, spiders made little homes and hoses, and then you'd turn it on, clear it out. And uh, we'd always stop at this one guy's house after cross country. We'd do our run and then we'd do like a a cool down and he would just put the hose out. Perv left that hose out so he could watch young girls drink out of it. Come on, buy our hose. That's exactly what he was doing. And so we would and it it was just like so cold and coppery. It was just delicious. But I would not consider that the most dangerous thing I did when I was a kid. Think about yours. Um, we had the Anoka rope swing without supervision. I mean, that's so dangerous. A tree under the water could grab you, take you down to the dam. You'd die. Maybe. Maybe. And that's what we always said. Maybe it could happen. Maybe not. Maybe not. It never did. Uh, walked along the train tracks like we were old school hobos and (laughs) (laughs) like, Hey, put a penny on there. It'll smash it. And. Then we could take it Till as that a souvenir. Train derails, <laughs> and then you're and like the whole city's got to be evacuated. Yeah, we rode our bikes. I told that story through the mental lockup facility because there was the rumor of that person at a certain time of day. You could see them wave slowly and mechanically through their window, and never caught that. We would drink at abandoned buildings. I tried absinthe. I mean, there were so many things <laughs> when you were absinthe. younger that were Jesus. so dangerous. Rode along the highway on my way to the pool because I thought, let's do a cut through. I mean, there's so many ways I could have died when I was younger and snow water was not one of them. This wasn't the most dangerous, but this was the dumbest. There was a bunch of us that I don't know whose dad showed him how to do this. But a bunch of us kids became backyard mechanics and you'd take your dirt oh, bike God. and you'd flip it upside down. Right. Yep. You take the chain off. And in the back, like, you know how you ride a bike and then all of a sudden you push backwards on the pedals. What happens? You stop. You stop, right? Yeah. Well, we wanted to all have free wheels. Oh, wrong. right. Okay. None of us had hand brakes. <laughs> we decided you we had were going to do the heels of your shoes. Right. So if you take that back hub apart, there are two kind of, they're, they're called brake clips in there. Yeah. And if you take them out, the wheels just spin backwards. Yeah. It was the second day. I had my bike freewheeling, and I'm leaving my friend Johnny's, and he's down this alley, 
and I see a car coming, so I go to turn and to put on my brakes so that the car can get past me. Yeah. And there's no brakes, and I go over the handlebars, smash face into the brick wall. Oh my God. Glasses are broken, <laughs> bleeding all over the place. There's me walking my bike back because the front rim got all bent so you couldn't ride it. So mess. I'm walking that back. I was thinking about that, which was stupid because we all did it, and none of us had brakes. Yeah. You would have to start slowing down a block from where you wanted to stop <laughs> because that's, you know, the just the motion. But then the other thing that I do remember a lot with is I, I didn't my dad didn't have a lot of guns around. But being a military guy, I had my first like military survival knife when I was like four or five. Yeah. And I remember uh, scraping. Do you ever have a cap gun? No. Where it's a, it's a gun, you know, the caps, yeah. the red caps. But if you hit the cap with a rock, but we would take the end of my survival knife. Uh-huh. And be popping those caps oh, yeah, on sure. our front step. So if you drove by, there was me and three of my idiot friends banging a military survival knife on the front step, and probably my mom just standing there going, "You guys want a Rice Krispie bar?" You know, like it was that just sounds like the good old days. It was though. a different time, but like who trusts their four year five year old? I know with a freaking big ass military survival. And I'm sure knife. if you ask a generation before you, some of the most dangerous stuff. Like if you enter Anoka and you look on your left. As you exit onto like Ninth Avenue, you'll see this huge, I don't even know what it is, like a flour mill maybe. Yeah, it's a grain bin. And it has that long walk-up tube. My dad and his friends used to walk up it and slide down it on rainy days. And what do you think that drop is? A hundred feet. It's got tetanus written so, all over it is it what does. it's got. It does. But those are good stories. Like he has really fond memories. So if you want to add to it, you could text some of the dangerous stuff. You did. I just like that Reese is finally coming out and saying, hey, we drank from the hose. Yeah. You candy asses. I know. Mm. On the live show Tuesday morning, going to try and give you $2,000, about seven twenty. If you're here, you get a chance to match up with either Kat or myself. A quick, fun, easy game called Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda can net you $2,000 at seven twenty Tuesday morning. Let's get you back into the podcast now. This segment of our show, with an understanding that what you're about to hear is likely fabricated from dozens of partial truths that somehow led to, and I'm not, I can't say who this person is that told me this whopper. Mouth it. Oh. (laughs) Okay. But one of the smartest, most educated human beings that I respect a lot told me a whopper. And that's why I figured after hearing this whopper, that I had to bring it to the radio. Now, uh, Tara, is there anyone in your life that you respect so much that whenever they say something, you almost never second guess it because it's the absolute truth? You gonna say me? Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> okay. And when that person tells you something that you know from the get go is so full of BS, how do you handle that situation? You know, I'm one of those people where I'm pretty straightforward and honest, yeah. and I'll just say, you know what? I want to believe you. I trust you. I respect you. <laughs> but I gotta understand. I have to I have to understand it. I need to know where this is coming from. And I'm yeah. a very factual black and white person. So I probably would try to get to the bottom of it myself if they were just adamant about it. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to do a little research here because that's just my nature. Well said. I'm, I'm more of a question person. If I don't understand something, I ask a lot of questions because I really do oh, pursue yeah. the truth and understanding. So It's not annoying at all. I promise you. It... Listen, if I you would, can't I would definitely ask questions, if you can't answer my question about what you're saying, then you're a dummy. That's the way I look at it. And then I'm not going <laughs> to listen to you. So here's how this all unfolded. Yeah, so tell us my wife. Oh, 
somebody, some person in my life looked at me this past weekend and said, hey, did you hear about the rocket ship on Elon Musk's front lawn that they're going to put at the Children's Museum in town, but they can't find the money to ship it there? And I said, wait, what? Here's how the story goes. Two guys who own a distillery somewhere around here used to work for NASA. Now, this part I've been able to confirm because my son, who's away at college, lives across the street from this distillery. Mm -hmm. And I think the two gentlemen that run it, again, I've been able to confirm that they formerly worked for NASA. How did that confirmation go? I looked it up. Their names are linked to NASA. Correct. Like janitorial? No, like rocket scientists. <sighs> Were they like the people oh that are so smart that they need to just dumb it down? Maybe. For like, okay. Like come live amongst us. Yeah. Right? So my wife said... These guys were commissioned to build a rocket ship on Elon Musk's property. Yeah. But now Elon's kicking them off the property because the rocket ship doesn't work and they can't find anyone who's going to ship it back to the Children's Museum here. So now, we're going to get a broken Elon Musk By the way, rocket? apparently the budget for this rocket was $180 billion dollars according to somebody special in my life and i said logic would say that if you had 180 billion dollars to spend on a broken rocket ship you'd have a couple hundred thousand dollars to spend on the shipping of that rocket ship somewhere right yeah but anyways that's how the whopper evolves so again to break down the whopper a couple of guys who pour expensive drinks now built a rocket ship on elon's front lawn and it doesn't work. And after they spent $180 billion, Elon got sick of it and said, you have to get rid of this thing, get it off my property. And now they can't ship it anywhere because they can't find anybody to ship it. And then it's going to go to a children's museum. Okay. Did you just want to get in her pants and that's why you didn't get No, this grease? got me as far away from getting in her pants because of the questions I asked as I'll probably ever be. <laughs> yeah. So I figured, all right, this would be our opportunity to add to the Whopper. So, Kat, you get the next line. What's the next logical Whopper thing that would happen in this situation with this story? Um, I would say that they are going to come up with the funds to transport it. It's going to be one of those wide loads. You know what yeah, those yeah. are, right? <laughs> wide loads coming down 94. And then somebody that has caught wind of this is going to hijack it, oh. drive it as fast as they can to Canada and launch it at the border. And, and then what happens, Tara? And then we have a national crisis. Yep. And... Um, military troops and anyone available um, is going to be called upon to help in this venture. And then Justin Trudeau (laughs) takes this as a personal slight and there is now a World War III but we're now pitted against our greatest allies, the the Canadians. I mean the Canadians. And what we don't realize until we go to war with the Canadians is that they have aliens. They do. And they're so polite because they're Canadian aliens and they <laughs> love maple syrup and they don't want none of this. They don't want us to head their way at all. Cut two. It goes back to Elon's yard and that's where it's going to stay. If you've noticed, you've been listening for a while to our show, you notice that Cat has 
some kind of allergy to something in our studio. No normal human sneezes a dozen times a day. And you say you never sneeze at home. You don't sneeze in your car. You don't Uh sneeze anywhere else. Correct. But you are but you are willing to continue to sneeze in here. It feels really good. 12 to 20 times a day. She will not figure out what she's allergic to in here. The only so, person that is bothered by it is you. Tremendously. Okay. Technology is about to help you out. If you are being bullheaded and not willing to do the right thing, there is a new gadget for you, Cat. It's called Nasal Calm. Okay. Now, it just hit Kickstarter. You strap it to your face for 15 minutes a day. And it makes your allergies a lot better. Now, this is supposed to go for anyone who has pollen or any other kind of allergies. You know, all of a sudden it's the middle of the summer, someone cuts the lawn, and your eyes freak out. What this thing does is it electrocutes your nose. Sure, sign me up. It has six electrodes, three for each nostril. It delivers a small electronic shock. It stimulates the muscles in your nose, and it makes your nose muscles contract and relax Clears out your sinuses, lets you breathe easier. Now, the downside is this thing is kind of bulky on your face. You're going to be that weird one in the office. I have to wear it at the office. Well, you have to wear it for 15 minutes a day. So if you want, so I'd wear it at home. But, well, maybe, but I'd like, wh- when do you, when do your allergies get triggered? When you're here. So the thing would be, you should wear it probably on your way in or when you first get here. Strap this big thing to your face. I won't take any pictures and put them on Instagram. I'm sure. It's going to sell for about $100. You know what I wanted a while ago, and I didn't get it, and my older self is going to say, why didn't you? And I'll say, because I had a coworker that would completely embarrass me. I wanted one of those posture corrector. <laughs> like, it looks like a backwards bra, and I'd have to wear it every day. What coworker would be so evil that they would make fun of you for doing something like this. I literally had it in my Amazon cart and I was like, Liam's like, press the button, press the button. I said, no, I can't. You know how I tell you sometimes people don't grow out of the bully. JJ will bully me if I have my posture correct. I would probably only compliment you on your sublime posture. Yeah. I would never make fun of you for wearing something like that. How would I even know? I could have it under my sweatshirt. Because you'd have to be walking around like the Tin Man. The thing is, see, there it is. There it is. See? Now cut to my 90-year-old self. I'm going to look like an L. That's what you're supposed to. you. You're supposed to when you hit 90 years old. That's going to be so painful. So it's my fault now that you're dealing with osteoporosis in 50 years. My fault? I'm just going to put it under my sweatshirt. Listen. See if you even notice. If you started taking a multivitamin today, you'd be just fine. I do take a multivitamin. You've got nothing to worry about. You stretch, multivitamin, take some cold plunges, you'll be all right. You're up in the playhouse. You know, it would be a hostile work environment if I wore it and you gave me crap for it. Yep, probably. You know, I can file something. Yep, probably. I'd go upstairs. <laughs> You're out of here, man. Sit down with LPP. Can you help me? safe to say that almost every first time mom thinks about just staying home and starting a daycare that goes through your mind at least once while you're pregnant right i get like especially if you're a first-time parent how being 
you know, in a position where you got to shove your kid into daycare, not knowing what they're learning, not yep. knowing what they're seeing and doing every day. I get that that's kind of uh, nerve wracking. So we bring Danielle onto the show because uh, daycare is soon, right? Yeah, I'm just really nervous about it. Um, I've just heard so many horror stories and people um, are trying to convince me not to do the daycare uh, oh, okay. thing. Yep. So you have one lined up and how old is your child? My child is three. Been able to stay at home for three years. Three now it's years time to at home. Like, aren't you ready to let them out into the world here? Yes, but that's a little bit of my concern. I'm not sure what they're going to be teaching my child at daycare. Okay. Um, there's just been a lot of stuff on. You're the news so about- cautious. I this cracks me up. Like people are so like. Uh, I couldn't get our kids into daycare soon enough to get them around other kids. Learning stuff that mom and I weren't going to be teaching her. You know what I mean? Like This that's- is a very personal decision to put your Man. child out there like that. But I love the daycares that are so transparent that it's like looking through a window. You could log on your phone at any time. You could watch your kid. A lot of daycares offer that. So That's true. But at the same time, it's like I can't monitor it every second of the day. So I'm not going to be able to know everything they're teaching her that is very true hopefully they don't fudge their curriculum and say that they did something while the kids just sat there and ate glue but um what are you most nervous about or do you want to maybe just gauge if people had the same nervous energy and and what set their mind at ease maybe yeah what i mean what are they actually teaching kids these days laney any thoughts on this as you heard this all develop uh, yeah, absolutely. So I had the same concerns um, when I was sending my daughter to daycare, but when she was about one and a half, almost two, we sent her to New Horizon Academy, okay. and it was the most fantastic experience. That's great. Um, you had uh, wrote us a text that said she learned sign language, arts and crafts, how to respect others, made lasting relationships with staff, and uh, it's true. They are one of the uh, facilities that have cameras all over, so... Uh, and then, uh, you know, Liam went there at one point and they send pictures of cute stuff that they're doing throughout the day. So that's good. That's great that you had a good experience. One kid through daycare or multiple, Lainey? Um, I had one kid through daycare. The other one is at home, stay at home with dad. Okay. Um, but I would, I tried to get into New Horizon Academy. The wait list is long. So the crisis is so real. I get it. Um, but you know, it's like as soon as you get pregnant, you got to get on a wait list. Yes. It's like the only way to go. Uh, my hairstylist, she said that uh, when she found out, she, like six months along, they were on a list to get into a daycare that she yep. actually started two Mondays ago. I was like, oh, my well, God. Because some of these places are obviously at capacity. But can they if they add more staff, can they take more kids or is it a space problem? Like they literally can't cram more kids both. into a little space. So New Horizon, it's one adult for four kids. So I know that it's probably the amount of attention that you can give safely to a group of kids. I get that, but you can't have 50 kids in two rooms. You know what I mean? That'd be like herding cattle. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure that's part of the problem as well. And and how's it going with dad at home with your other kiddo? Uh, It's going great. Um, She's doing really well. They have, they do workbooks and different things like that. Obviously that doesn't work for every family, but yeah. the fact that he's able to do that is really awesome. Uh, real quick question. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but does he have like a, a background in any education or is this like a uh, trial as we go kind of stay at home dad thing? Um, no, he was actually, he was homeschooled. 
Okay. Um, so he had a lot of experience just pulled from what he did when he was a kid sure. um, and pulled it into what he does for her now. Interesting so. dynamic. I mean, sometimes that's Love the best that. way to go is you learn uh, learn the successes and, and failures that you had to go through yourself. So I like that. What a good bond they're creating, Oh, yeah, too. he's doing great. Will you homeschool this child, like, uh, through school school, or will they go to kindergarten? They are going to kindergarten. They're already in preschool two days a week um, for just a few hours, so yeah. we're just stepping into it, and then we'll we'll do kindergarten in public school. It's very then unique. does he go home and watch his stories? Does <laughs> <laughs> he what? <laughs> go home and watch his stories? Like soap operas? Some bold and the beautiful. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs>